This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. ER Vet at Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care veterinary specialist and toxicologist. Today, I'm super excited to be interviewing and talking to Michelle Fern. And as you guys already know, hopefully you're checking out her show on Pet Life Radio, Catitude. And today we're going to be talking about all the cat dangers around the holidays and what you need to know. We'll be right back with Michelle right after these messages. Molly, here's your dinner. (laughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. You guys are in for a treat. Super excited to have the host of Catitude on Pet Life Radio, Michelle Fern, join us today. We're going to be talking about all things feline toxins. Michelle, thanks so much for joining us. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm so excited that we get to talk about all of the toxins and dangers that happen during the holidays. So, Dr. Justine, let's talk about decorative. What are those decorative things that we have during the holidays, you know, whether they're lights or ornaments or tinsel or even wrapping paper that are just big no's for us cat pet parents? So, if you only listen to the next few minutes, I'm going to tell you as a cat owner, no tinsel. No tinsel, no ribbon, no string, no yarn, nothing like that. Because if you're lucky enough to get a holiday bonus, you don't want your holiday bonus going towards a $5,000 emergency surgery to fix your cat's linear foreign body. Now, a linear foreign body is when your cat actually swallows something stringy, linear. So something like tinsel, which we see on the holiday or Christmas tree. And remember that that stringy tinsel can wrap around the base of the tongue. So your cat's chewing on it, they're playing with it. And as they chew on it, it accidentally gets wrapped around their base of the tongue. And trust me, it happens. And what happens is your cat swallows part of the string. Unfortunately, it's anchored. It's usually anchored at the base of the tongue. Sometimes it's anchored in the stomach. And as the intestines and the stomach normally contract, that long stringy material actually can saw through the tissue. It can saw through the stomach. It can saw through mostly the intestinal tract, and it results in profuse vomiting. Same thing if you see string hanging out of your cat's mouth. 
or tinsel hanging out of your cat's butt, please do not pull. Leave all your orifices of your pets to a veterinary professional. You want to make sure your cat doesn't chew anymore. You don't want to cut it, but you want to get to a veterinarian or an emergency vet, an ER vet immediately. So again, anything long and stringy, tinsel, ribbon, string, yarn, dental floss, threading, any kind of threading needle with the thread you want to really be careful about. Now, I grew up in the 70s. I'm also going to add cassette tape. I've seen a couple of patients that needed emergency surgery for cassette tape. So great question, Michelle. Keep that stringy material out of reach of cats and the occasional dog. You know, we've done this show before, and I, I know we talked about tinsel, but every year I learned something new because you went into some more detail. And I liked how while I was getting horrified, you know, and while it was kind of, I'm glad you said, do not pull anything out of any holes. Yeah, body cavities. Yes, leave all body cavities to your veterinarian or your veterinary technician. So yeah, absolutely great point. Please don't pull. It actually can make things worse. And you may be better off just going to the vet to get x-rays. Now, with linear foreign bodies, a classic sign isn't always string hanging out of the mouth. Sometimes it's just vomiting. And I will say, and you know this as a cat owner, cat owners are way too tolerant of vomiting. If your cat vomits once a month, that's not classically normal, right? If your dog vomited once a month, you'd get to a veterinarian. So we have a higher tolerance for vomiting in cats, but I'm talking about acute profuse vomiting. Your cat is vomiting six to 12 times in one day. They're not wanting to eat. They act like they have a painful abdomen. Those are signs you have to get to a veterinarian or an ER vet for x-rays. With linear foreign bodies, the sooner we diagnose it, the less invasive it's going to be and the less damaging it's going to be to your cat. So you never want to sit. And by sitting, I mean, you never want to wait on a cat that's symptomatic for a possible linear foreign body. Okay, this sounds menacing enough from what you described with these linear foreign bodies. But what if people say, well, I love tinsel. What if it's really high up? So you guys know cats can climb your Christmas tree. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. What if it's high up and they think, oh, you know, isn't it okay with that? But yeah, they can climb. And what if one strip, one little piece falls? Exactly. You know, I will say if you have a cat, you have a Christmas tree, whether or not it's fake or a live tree, you never want to bring tinsel into the house at all. And again, skip on the ribbon, on uh, the extra decorations for the presents under the tree. Those all are linear foreign bodies. So you guys know cats can jump so high. And I've had that problem where I've had owners say, oh, you know, I brought in this poisonous lily, but I put it in a place where my cat can't jump. Cats can jump everywhere. So you should never bring anything poisonous or that can potentially result in a linear foreign body into your household. Trust me, your cat will find it. Great information. Thanks so much. What about other decorative things? Like what about, you know how people have wrapping paper and then they just discard it when everybody's unwrapping gifts, whether it's, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or maybe a family over right before. What about wrapping paper? Because cats love paper. Sure. Yeah. Cats love paper. Super safe. So not a big deal. In fact, if you're unwrapping your Christmas presents or your holiday gifts, you can actually wad up that wrapping paper and toss it as a toy. So most cats aren't going to actually chew it and swallow it. So honestly, wrapping paper is not going to be a big deal. My bigger worry is again, the ribbon, the string, or the yarn that's on those presents. I will say there are a couple of other household holiday dangers that I worry about that are seen this time of the year. 
And one of them is liquid potpourri. It's not poisonous to dogs, but for people who like to fill their house with the smell of like evergreen or, you know, peppermint, cinnamon this time of the year. Some people will actually use potpourri. It's so it's a wax that they put on a simmer pot and it's got a little candle underneath or you plug it in. When that melts, that becomes a poisoning danger because it contains something called cationic detergents. And as we all know, curiosity killed the cat, right? Cats are going to be curious. So they're like, what is this cool smelling liquid? So they may take one or two licks from those simmering potpourri pots. And when a cat licks it, it can actually result in thermal burns and chemical burns in the mouth. So you want to make sure not to have those in your house. If it's a dog household, honestly, it's less of an issue. This is more of a cat poisoning. Remember, cats have an altered metabolism. The fancy word is they have an altered glucuronidation in their liver, so they can't metabolize certain drugs or chemicals as well as dogs. So dogs aren't as sensitive to liquid potpourri, but cats are. So not only is it a flammable injury, if you have that candle and your cat walks by and gets you know some tail fur on fire, but it's also a chemical burn. So you definitely want to keep that one out of reach too. What about scented candles? Now, that's a great question. If I have scented candles in my house, but I put them on my counters where my cat is not supposed to be walking, they are usually in a well-secured area where they can't tip over either. Um, So I'm actually fine with scented candles. Those are usually some type of wax, a little bit of fragrance. Those are not cationic detergents. So those are completely different from liquid potpourri. You know, how you describe liquid potpourri, it doesn't sound like it's so great for humans either. You know, it's actually totally fine because we're not ingesting it. So again, it's only because cats are cats and they have that altered metabolism. So, I mean, honestly, totally fine to have those liquid potpourris. If you have dogs in the household, as a human, they're fine. They're totally safe. Again, we're not licking it or ingesting it. But again, for you cat owners out there, please don't have it because we don't want your cat to lick it. We'll continue with this really important topic with Michelle right after these messages from our sponsors. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Pet Life Radio ER Vet. Really excited to continue talking about how to cat proof over the holidays with Michelle of Catitude. So Dr. Justine, what about food? Because during the holidays, we have some foods around that we don't normally have. Like some people have, you know, cranberries, they even decorate with them, popcorn. And even if they're careful, what are these food items that are so toxic that if they're dropped on the floor, you know, just beware or you're going to be visiting your ER vet? 
Yeah, great question. So I will say for you cat owners out there, probably not a big deal. Now we know it's those Labrador retrievers, which are total food chow hounds who, you know, they always have their schnoz on the counter trying to eat food. Well, cats are too dignified to eat a lot of the stuff that is in the kitchen. Uh, they prefer their meat pate or whatever they're eating or whatever you're feeding. But I will say cats are also different than dogs, which we all know because they're not gorgers. They're not the type that would just sit in you know, sit there and eat two pounds of chocolate the way a dog would. So thankfully, as a toxicologist, I rarely see cats getting into poisonous foods. That's totally different from dogs. And I will say, if you're curious about an interesting fact, 90% of the calls to the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center are actually comprised of dogs. Dogs get into more stuff. They're more mischievous. But of the 10% of the cat calls, they are more dangerous. And the main reason why is again, and I keep on harping on it, cats have that altered metabolism. So they just don't tolerate chemicals and certain drugs as well as compared to dogs. Now, food items that I do worry about. Now, we know in dogs, sugar-free gum is really dangerous because it contains xylitol sometimes. Well, that's not actually a poisoning danger to cats. It's not poisonous to cats, only to dogs. Again, species differences, right? We can chew gum. We don't have an issue. Cats can chew gum, which they would never do because they're too dignified. But dogs, they eat a couple pieces containing xylitol and it's super poisonous. The one holiday food item that I do see some occasional poisoning with are actually foods from the allium species. That's onion, garlic, and chives. And we probably use more of these products during the holidays because we're baking. Well, hopefully nobody's baking with onion, but we're cooking more and we're having family over more. And some family members may not know which foods are poisonous. Now, not only do cats have an altered metabolism, but they have weird hemoglobin. That's right. Those red blood cells aren't the same as compared to dogs and humans. And this actually makes them more sensitive to injury. What happens with onions, garlic, and chives, or again, anything from the allium species, is it causes something called oxidative injury. It pisses off the red blood cells and makes them rupture. So it actually results in anemia. So no feeding any type of allium species. And I'm talking about the dried form too. So no giving them a piece of garlic, no sprinkling garlic powder, onion powder onto their food, because if they do get into that can result in a severe anemia. That I did not know. That is great information. Dr. Justine, what are some of the unexpected things that you have seen that just are, you know, people would think, oh, I can't believe this made my cat sick, you know, especially holiday related, just sure. the things that made people go, I just had no idea. Yes. Great question. So I will say one of the things a lot of cat owners don't know, and when it comes to poisoning cases is what they can use to induce vomiting at home in a cat. Now I know cats vomit all the time. There is nothing safe. You can give at home. All you cat owners do not give anything at home to try to get your cat to vomit. If they eat something poisonous, you can only use prescription medications available at your veterinarian or ER vet because again, a cat's altered metabolism. So while dog owners out there use a lot of hydrogen peroxide to induce vomiting, of course, don't do it without consulting a veterinarian, ER vet, or the ASPCA, you should never do that for a cat. Please don't give anything at home for a cat. You definitely want to call your vet or go immediately to the veterinary clinic or the ER vet or call the ASPCA. 
I have seen six to seven cats die from getting hydrogen peroxide. And this is regular 3% hydrogen peroxide that you use for, you know, first aid for cleaning out a wound. It causes a severe hemorrhagic gastritis. Fancy way of saying your cat can vomit blood. I've seen it ulcerate and actually necrose the stomach in one cat that had to be euthanized on the surgical table while they were having surgery because it corroded and just destroyed the whole stomach. So when in doubt, please know there's nothing safe you can give at home in order to get your cat to vomit. There's prescription drugs that I can use. Veterinarians can use drugs like dexmedetomidine, hydromorphone, a couple of other drugs, but again, nothing safe at home. So that's the first thing I would say that's unusual for cats. I will say the most unusual thing I ever saw was a linear foreign body but it was from fishing line. And it was heartbreaking because a child had just gotten a really cool fishing rod uh, for the holidays and unfortunately was playing with it, left it out, and the cat had swallowed a significant amount. So again, we see this all the time, anything stringy. You may not think of it, but like when you bring a bunch of helium balloons into the house and they have a string attached to them, as they start to sink and lose their helium, the ribbon is now on the floor and your cat can chew it. And some people, when they're, you know, scooping the litter box, they're like, oh, I'm seeing little bits of ribbon. That's a danger sign. Just cut the ribbon off and throw it away. So those are the biggest things that I worry about during this time of the year. What about also helium balloons? A lot of the, besides the string, so many of those balloons are like, to me, they look like they're a tinsel type material. Yeah. Great question. You know, most of the time cats, if they chew into it, they like the crinkly sound, but it's probably a little bit more scary to them compared to tinsel. So I don't see cats typically getting into the metallic type um, helium balloons. It's really the string that's more of an issue. And the last poison I'll mention is any kind of flower. If someone brings over a holiday bouquet, and I just sent one to my mom, so don't forget your parents during the holidays, but I just sent over a bouquet to my parents and I made sure when I ordered them that they did not contain lilium species. You have to make sure it does not contain a true lily like Easter lilies, Asiatic lilies, some species of day lilies, tiger lilies, Japanese show lilies. Now, please keep in mind, not all types of lilies are poisonous. Peace lily, there's a bunch of other Peruvian lily. Those are not true lilies. Two or three leaves of a true lily can cause your cat to go into kidney failure. And the last thing you want to do is have to go to the ER when it's super, super busy during the holidays to get your cat treated for 48 hours on IV fluids because they chewed on part of the flower bouquet that someone brought you. So last tip of the day, never bring a fresh cut bouquet into the house unless you're 100% positive the flowers, pollen, and even the green leaves don't come from a true lilium plant. Dr. Justine, these are great tips. Now, what does someone do? Just one more fast question, because I know you have such a busy schedule. So let me just get this in if that's okay. What can someone do if your cat is, you know, really sick and either it's the middle of the night or in the middle of nowhere, you don't have an open ER vet or 24-hour hospital near you? Is there a telemed phone number that they can call that you know of or anything like that? Yeah, you know, you're spot on right in that with any poisoning, the sooner we identify it, the sooner we can treat it. So I always say you should pre-program your cell phone or your smartphone with your veterinarian your ER vet, and the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center at 888-426-4435. The main reason why is because the toxicologist there can help determine if it's going to be a poisoning issue or not. 
They can also counsel your veterinary professionals on what to do, how to induce emesis, whether or not your cat needs to be hospitalized for several days. They can determine the severity of the poisoning. And keep in mind, there is a small fee to call, but that includes all follow-up when your veterinarian calls for advice. And it may actually save you a visit to the ER if they find out that it's not actually a poisoning danger. So again, that's the first hint, pre-program that cell phone. And what's the number again? For ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center, it's 888-426-4435. The second thing that I mentioned is, again, there's really nothing you can do at home except for get that poison out of reach. You definitely want to call ASPCA or your veterinarian immediately. You don't want to wait till the next day because if it's a life-threatening poisoning, it may be too late. And if you wait the next day, your cat may have already developed kidney failure or kidney injury, and now it's going to be more expensive to treat. So I always tell people it's less expensive and less dangerous to your cat if you identify that poisoning right away. Well, that brings me to the end of today's show. A huge shout out to Michelle from Catitude Cat Podcast. So make sure to check out her show on Pet Life Radio also. Don't forget to keep in touch. You can find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook or Instagram at drjustinelee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time. And again, we want to thank Michelle and Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.